Okay, so I have here today. Oh, you should introduce yourself. Oh, Who are you? What do you do? What makes you special? Uh, well, you know, lots what, of reasons. What makes right. you a king? <laughs> First of all, I'm a king. No, um, so my name is Alan uh, Johnson. Uh, what I do is I work in development for. Um, I say the company I work for, and I say a nonprofit. As much <laughs> as much as you want to expose to the world. Okay, that's fine. So I work in development for Planned Parenthood. Uh, which yeah, fights for health care for all, uh, care for all. So yeah, um, but what I what makes me special? I don't know. I'm just like I'm just kidding. About that. <laughs> just like, uh. you, you got a like, sound narcissism like one on one. You know, I graduated here. I do this. So here's why I'm tight. You know, you know, I stay lace. You know, woo -woo. I got all this money. You know, blah blah blah. Yeah, I live in a bank. I have no money. <laughs> Who has money in the bank? Nobody. You could be a millionaire and just have. Yeah, to be like, and you live in an apartment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. So Alan today is going to talk about masculinity. So I have here like a really short definition. You can tell me your thoughts about it. So, masculinity refers to behavior, social roles, and reflections to men within a society. Masculinity stresses gender, unlike male, which stresses biological sex. Right. I agree with that. I really love with that. Um, I think when I think about masculinity for me, I kind of like, I've kind of like really thought a lot more about like what gender presentation is because I think about a lot of like the women who like ascribe to masculinity as well. Mm -hmm. um, you're not conforming people or how they describe like people who are like, you know, gender non-binary who like ascribe to like a masculine presentation, mm -hmm. but aren't necessarily men. And I think like that's key as well. Yeah. Right? But yeah, I think that's a good because like it's definitely about gender presentation. Like, I got, like, a lot of homegirls, like, a lot of people I know who are, like, definitely very masculine. <laughs> like, the way they, like, the jokes they make, how they dress, what they talk about. But it's definitely more about presentation um, and sometimes, like, gender performance mm -hmm. and that kind of expectation around gender performance than, like, your sex. Yeah. I feel like that's accurate. Yeah. Because it seems yeah. like masculinity has, like, a lot of different characteristics associated with it. Mm -hmm. But being male, that doesn't mean that's that. Mean. Exactly. There are a lot of feminine men or a lot of, like, men who also, like, maybe, like... Because I feel like I'm masculine, but, like, there aren't a lot of things necessarily about masculinity that, like, I'm proud of, that I've had to unpack. And there are also some, some things about me that, like, aren't necessarily seen as, like, hyper-masculine, per se. And I think, for me, personally, like, that's a good thing. <laughs> like, yeah. it's a good thing, right? Like, yeah. But I know we have this idea that, like, male equals masculine. Yeah, yeah, which is, like... Because I was thinking about other countries and just where you are in the world and mm. what space you're in. Because masculinity could be, a definition of a male could be so different in different parts of the country and country. the world. Yeah. And like masculinity in the <clears throat> U.S. could mean something else, masculinity in Japan or right. masculinity in Nigeria. Like right. the, all those different places, right. masculinity in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Could be like vastly different, like how they present themselves, but also like... The expectation around performance, right? And I think you mean like, by performance. Well, just like how you present yourself, right? Because like the thing about gender is like it's performative. Mm -hmm. These aren't habits that like and like I would love for you to push back and tell me if you disagree. But like to me about gender is like it's performative. It's not a thing that's like natural to you. So it's always weird when people are like, "Well, this is just how I am. This is how I've always been." I'm like, "Yes, this is how you are." But like you weren't born this way, right? Like you were conditioned by society mm -hmm. to like present yourself this way. And like that's why like <clears throat> kids growing up with the opportunity to like mold themselves however they respond is important. It's up to the expectation of like you a boy, you don't wear pink. Right? Like right. you've been you've been grained to believe like, nah bruh, I ain't wearing all that. <laughs> right? You know, like, right, yeah. Or like on the, like the even more like worse side of that, the more intense side of that is like Oh, bro, like, I need no banana in public. Like, you crazy? Like, like you know, that kind of, like, Oh, like that, stuff. the kind of, like, oh, that's gay. Kind right, of like right. But, like, those kind of sometimes go hand in hand, unfortunately, where, like, people have somebody on, like, the really aggressive side been, like, conditioned to believe, like, this is devaluing their masculinity, right, if they perform these acts. And, like, on, like, the very even, like, minor scale, we have to check ourselves about it. It's, like, we, like, very much sexualize, I think, boys very early. And, like, oh, he's going to be a, you know... Uh, 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 he's gonna be a catch, like, oh, you know, you better watch him. He's gonna be uh, a, a looker or whatever. And I was like, oof, he's like six months. <laughs> it's a little weird, you know, like that kind of stuff. But like, but that growing up, you hearing that stuff early, like, boys apart, and they very much hear 
you know, when it raised me masculine, like, oh, like, I need to be sexual, right? Like, that's important, right? Like, people see me. Like, you need to get girls, you need to have sex, you need to be good at sex. You and have you better, to. like, don't ever deny sex. Always embrace it. Like, even if, um, you know, I've talked about this, even if you're, like, 12 years old and like everybody's talking about like yeah you know woo, woo, woo. you know like, you don't taking these down all of us are lying uh, <laughs> we're like all the like boys locker room saying like yeah you know because i was with you know so and so you know everybody's lying but there's this pressure for all of us i think to prove that like we're very sexual very early because that's a part of that performance right that gender that that, that masculinity is to show and showcase like you are you know the alpha you're the lion right like and you want to um, that's a part of your presentation and performance. You learn very early to be very sexual and very aggressive in your sexuality, at least be more nuanced. I think that was my experience, like as a as a black man for, for my masculinity. Mm -hmm. I think I feel like I don't want to homogenize us, but I feel like a lot of black men would agree probably. So when did you start realizing that male doesn't mean masculine? I think <clears throat> so. I give credit to like again back to the women <laughs> back again yes to the women Teach, teaching us again uh definitely a lot of women in my life i think gave me the space to like um particularly i would say of course very radical black women and queer women but um yeah queer women who are also like gave me space to like think about unpacking like some of my habits right like they would see the performance and like see it and be like but why mm -hmm. right like like, but why, they would question your your performance. So like, kind of like, but why do you need to do that? Like, why yeah. do you feel that way? Why? And I think like there came a point where I was like, well, that's because how men are. And I'm like, not necessarily. Right. Like, why? Like, like why you don't question it before? It was kind of a default. Well, I was kind of like, I think there's like a point. I don't know. I think for me, there was a point where I was kind of like, I mean, especially because like I'm very honest. Like I'm, you know, I'm sensitive. Like I'm definitely like more into my sensitivity. Because you're like, a cancer, Because right? <laughs> I'm a cancer. But like, no, it's like, it's all real. Like, I just know like, yeah, different part of being a cancer, but it was like very much like, I know I'm attuned with like my emotions and I'm like very, pretty emotionally vulnerable for the most part. Um, but like always felt this need to kind of like shut that down, right? Because like, that's not something masculine men are supposed to do. You're not supposed to be emotionally vulnerable. That's the show's weakness, right? Like. Then is that like toxic masculinity? When people talk about toxic masculinity, it's like pushing your real emotions in. Of course. And then trying to display this this masculine self that you're right. supposed to be. Absolutely. And it's like, it's funny because like we talk about the term toxic masculinity to me, but I'm like, frankly, like talking about it is making it less toxic. But like for the most part, most of the masculinity we like ascribe to is toxic. So it's almost like contra like it's a double negative saying like toxic masculinity for the most part right like we have to do the work to create the kind of humanization that exists in femininity i think like something about femininity where like there is a humanization to it like you're able to, to display a range of complex emotions mm -hmm. whether it's anger or sadness or apathy or 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 you know whatever it is joy mm -hmm. camaraderie with other women like in ways of like and masculine performance, like even if it's your homeboys or whatever, it's your homies, it's like, it has to be more of an aggressive sense of camaraderie. That's the only way it's accepted. If it's soft or vulnerable, that's not. That's not cool. Which, but that's inhuman. That's just inhumane. Yeah. Like no human can, can like exist that, that long without like the range of those emotions, without like shutting yourself off to parts of you that are real. And I don't know, when I started to like unpack that and think about that, I was like, one, Toxic masculinity is really a double negative because the masculinity like most of us strive to is toxic. But yeah. furthermore, it's just like it's just it's a disadvantage, not just ourselves and our full experiences, but like to the people we love because um, we like can't showcase that in real ways. Yeah. So my nephew is seven now, but yeah. we went to go watch Into the Spider Verse. So if you haven't seen it, this is kind of a spoiler. So you should just okay. get like two minutes past this. Have you seen it? <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. Okay. So I won't like I won't actually say anything. I was like, you probably can. No way. I'll see. Let's see what my niece. <laughs> well, it's, it's all like all, all like people who've seen it will know what I'm talking about. Okay. So like we're watching it and he's not even really into Spider-Man, but right. he was just kind of like, oh, I guess I'll watch this with you if I get some hot chocolate. So I kind of like bribe him <laughs> into right, it, right? Yeah. So we're watching it and it's really good. It's a like really great animated movie. Yeah. And so we're watching it and somebody in his life passes away mm -hmm. and um, 
And I remember that scene made me sad. And I remember we're driving in the car. I'm like, oh, you know, Isaac, do you like this movie? Like, do you like Spider-Man now? He's like, no. And I'm like, oh, but did you like the movie? He was like, oh, yeah, I like the movie. And then he goes, yeah, tear dropped down my face. I was like, I was like, oh, really? When did you, you know, like at what part? And he goes, yeah, when, when the person died. And I was like, oh. And I was like, it was a proud moment for me. Yeah. Because I was like, my nephew is seven years old and he can recognize that this is so saddening that sure. this person is like, their life is lost. And like, even though this person was not portrayed in the best way possible, he mm. can understand the sorrow and the sadness uh, and he can feel the empathy that sure. he's feeling uh, and connecting with a movie, which I feel like is a complex emotion like you were talking about mm -hmm, earlier. Mm -hmm. And I was super like, I was so proud, like proud aunt moment. Yeah. <laughs> but then I told other people, right? Yeah. And other people didn't perceive it as huh. kind of like when I was like, oh, he said a tear dropped down my face and you know, it was this part when this thing happened and they were yeah, like, yeah. they just was silent. Like people kind of gave me like a silent, Hmm. I was like, oh, are people just not as proud as I am? You know? like, like, First of all, that's my nephew. Yeah. I'm like, y'all better chill. Right. Like, y'all better like, be like, no. But everybody was just like silent. And yeah. I don't know, maybe they were just very uninterested in my mm. story. But yeah. then I'm like, I don't know if this is like them just kind of not understanding why I'm excited or yeah. like, or really understanding why this is good that he's sure. crying. Sure. Um, but I think it's um, like great. Sure. I think that like shows that he's very intellectually there, very in tune with himself, yeah. and very like perceptive of totally. the world. And so when I thought about that, I'm like, I don't think everybody understands that. The gravity of that, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was funny. I think it's key that he shared that moment with you. Because I think there are moments where, especially as boys, where it's like, I'm trying to look at my masculinity as a whole. I'm also like, in so many ways, like black masculinity is like a very specific form of masculinity right where I think like it's very portrayed in media and like a lot of times like, I think other men try to emulate that right yeah. we see it in rap we see it in sports right it's formalized through like other men who like want to be seen as quote unquote men's men or hyper masculine like super hyper, hyper yeah, masculine. Intense. totally intense. they try to emulate because it's like on like that scale for like uh, of gender normative right like kind of perceptions like the hyper masculinity like, it's black masculinity. It's, like, very much perceived as, like, very, like, aggressive and hypersexual. You know, they, like, you know, they, well, you know, they pack in. And, you know, they, like, they, you know, they handle shit. You're right. There's all those things that, like, is very perceived as attractive. Yeah. Right? To straight women. And I think, like, we've seen other races want to emulate that. But on the other hand, like, I've known so many stories from friends or myself who are, like, the same. Or, like, growing up, we all heard, you know, boys don't cry and knock that off. Right? And, like, mm -hmm. but the moments we all felt safe safe enough to want to be vulnerable or even the select moments in our adulthood is always with your mom, always with, you know, your auntie, your grandma, like the moments. And so I think it's very, it again, it's reminding me because performative I'm like, why else would we like, you feel safe to do it with women. Like, don't you dare cry on another man. Oh my God. No. That's like the ultimate sign of weakness, being emotionally vulnerable about another dude, mm -hmm. like being emotionally available about another dude. Like, no. So true. how do you navigate around other people who perceive this hypermasculinity as male? Like how do you navigate that space and still be able to be yourself yeah. and to show like that you are a strong presence in the room, that you are somebody who is a male, true. You, you are in tune with yourself? I, it's also, I think, a, a re-categorization of yourself, thinking of like, what is strength, right? Because strength is it. So it's a cliche, right? The loudest, room, loudest person in the room is the weakest person in the room, right? Why is strength perceived as like aggression? Right? There's some people who are just built strong or loud, and that's cool. Mm -hmm. and there's some people who are like loud sometimes and sometimes not. Like, I think it's like re rethinking of like what is strength, first of all. Mm -hmm. And I think for a lot of us, it's like your examples. I think I've just been lucky enough to like have a lot of examples, particularly like I think really women. Like, I'm just like, not been afraid to like look up to other women as well and men who are unafraid to be emotionally vulnerable mm -hmm. and like carry themselves with strength and with poise and with like values that I still want to emulate. And I just didn't think of like them as weak. I saw them, I always saw them as strong. So I was like, I don't know, especially as I grew up, I really saw it was like, if you can be that, right, give me that accomplished and still be confident enough to like 
want to share yourself and be like have emotional range like that's powerful to me mm-hmm. right and like I didn't especially as I grew, grow older as I grew older like I didn't really care whether someone saw like sensitivity or vulnerability as weak like I was doing a disservice to myself if mm-hmm. I wasn't being all that I am right yeah. like if I'm shutting parts of stuff, parts of myself out I'm doing a service to myself like who does that benefit right like, which goes back to, like, I'm curious how you thought about, like, how, how would you feel if your nephews were, like, shutting parts of themselves out, right, for, like, your benefit? Because they thought, like, oh, auntie wants me to be this form of man, like, right? Like, you'd probably be like, that's not fair to them, or that they can't be their whole selves, right? Yeah, because I wouldn't want me to shut him down and right. think that he can't express who he is because right. it's it's not just his emotional self it's not him being sensitive it's who he is like his understanding his learning yeah. and it wouldn't be fair of me to like perpetuate these ideas of him yeah. if that's not him right right and yeah. he's learning like you're constantly learning about yourself and who you are so to me it's part of his learning process yeah. of yeah. what his feelings are and for him to understand his feelings so young i think that's that's really powerful. Seriously. And, and if you do not tell him, like, mm, don't do that, right? Like, that is key. Because mm-hmm. that, that, like, they need that. They need that space to also be like, think about how many, like, little girls cry or fall or, like, so quick to pick them up, which, like, there's a critique to be had there as well, right? But, like, mm-hmm. at least we give them the space to do that, um, to at least do that. And, like, the problem is actually on the other end of that is a whole thing we can get into. But we need to do the same for boys, right? Like, it's it's critical that we do that because if not like they grow up with this sense of like that the world is cold and you need to always be for yourself or fighting constantly fighting and against the world because if not like there's no space for you to like have a moment right like there's no space for you to be at ease there's no space for you to be vulnerable or feel safe or want those things either you need to always be on the edge of the battle like that's that's just inhumane we're not like warriors from god knows where right like that's not real. That's not our reality. That, mm-hmm. That's not who we are. Um, yeah, and it's just like not a complex experience for any human being. But I would also say when I'm thinking about it, I don't know. I don't give enough credit to like the generation that we're in, and also like a lot, a lot of the artists that I got. Like I was lucky enough to look up to. Like I came up in the era of like not current Kanye, but Kanye and Kanye grew up with like being like my idol, right? Like mm-hmm. incredible. Like Kanye was like one of the dudes who was like. I'm in middle school, I was at a college dropout, and dudes wearing polos, pink polos, yellow polos, but like a, a backpack, right? <laughs> like, yeah. And then like, it does eight away to the Heartbreak album, and the whole album's about a breakup. Like, rappers yeah. doing this, and like... And we know Kanye is sensitive. And we know he was sensitive, right? But he's like, and he's still masculine. Yeah. But he wasn't afraid, like, that was important for me to have a black man that like, I'd already looked up to, but in some ways it's also like reifying like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. You can do that. Yeah. Right? Like, so I'm like, I'm unpacking it slightly and I already know who I am. But like, somebody I really idolized and was also like, was, I just had to say, for race, it was important to look at like someone who's also black. Like, and like very much in black spaces, like black people love. Like, and he was like four black people who like, was also saying like, yeah, I'm that dude. And here's my album about heartbreak. Right? Like, yeah. here's my album about like me mourning my mom. Here's me like, my album about like breakup. Because like, all that's real for me too. And to do that with confidence, and I would be like, it's a little sus, but like, genuinely do it with confidence and like walk out with his chest out and never let that shake him. I definitely feel like a lot of that helped shake me too, and not being afraid to be who I am. Do you kind of think that was more of his outlet though? Like, oh, absolutely. Not so much as who he like portrayed himself in, sure. in everyday life, but mm-hmm. that was like music was his outlet to be able to, to express his. Absolutely. But don't you think that there's a lot of vulnerability in that too? Yeah, definitely. Right? Like, even if, like, your everyday experiences, there are missteps mm-hmm. where you're, like, you write, like, he may be super vulnerable in his music, and if someone calls him something, you're like, oh, chill, 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 right? You might, like, check him real quick. and like, I'm still that, I'm still that dude, right? Yeah, yeah. But still, like, I think that that still takes a lot of vulnerability, yeah. right, to do that. Because, like, it's a performance, right? Just like yeah. gender is. And he feels safe. He I think music safe. where he feels yeah. safe. And, but think about it. He also, like, wasn't seeking anyone's approval. Mm-hmm. Like... That takes a lot to risk that, because especially in hip hop, where like, shoot, if you're not being hyper master, you will easily be shunned. But he was already like, I've been doing me, I'm gonna keep doing me. Like, yeah. that takes a lot of courage and bravery, and 
I think that in and of itself, when I have to reflect on it, that and like how that like, you know, created, you know, the Kid Cuddies and the Drakes and now we have, have this whole array of dudes who are like sad boys to the max, you know, like Lil Uzi's and like all these kids who are like unafraid to like not only be honest about their, even future, uh, sad about their sadness, like be honest about their sadness, but their gender presentation on a whole nother level is like very much fighting against like the normal masculine presentation, which people you know make fun of Uzi about or whatever. But I think that's so tight that like he's like going even further, and like probably the closest Kanye probably did that was like wearing the kilt on the Watch the Throne tour. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> right? Or like when Young Thug wore the dress. Right, right. But like exactly, you got yeah. Young Thug who's like out of this world, out of his mind. But like wears a dress. Uzi wear, will wear blouses and like this to like and I'm I'm masculine. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm playing with it because, like, I know who I am, right? It doesn't mean I can't be vulnerable. That means I can't, doesn't mean I can't challenge fashion norms. It doesn't mean I can't be honest about, like, my full experience. Yeah, they're still male so and they still, you know, are very much a man. Right. All right. And even, I mean, in, like, in another interesting sense, like, they all, from what I know, ascribe to being hetero men, too, which is interesting. But. And that's right, like, like Jaden, I think Jaden is Jaden Smith is a great example. Totally, yeah, and I love what Jaden's doing. But think about how much like parenting payroll. Jaden's like the most obvious one for us, right? Because oh, it's like, yeah. but he's the one where you look at him, you're like, oh, yeah, look who your parents are, right? Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> look at like how very much progressive. Space. Totally. All about exploring all his outlets right. of creativity, who right. he is, exploring himself as a person. Exactly, and like with both of them, like they've just given them so much space to be however crazy they want to be and nonsensical they want to be sometimes but like they still support them as like as long as you're like you're safe as long as you're like comes to your dreams like we want to support you to be whoever it is mm-hmm. you want to be and like like that kind of parenting is like critical every kid needs that but I don't know if you look at Will and Jada it's almost like that's the ideal but like who has the resources the time the the networks like I let the kid run off and be like a little trust fund baby, like most of us, like, like people of color, or like or like low income folks, even like middle class folks, like don't have the resources to be able to let their kids like run that free. So like, how do you do that in the conditions that are, and a lot of times like not as safe? Do you still get the pressure to feel like you have to be masculine in certain ways? Do you still feel that pressure? Is it something you still work on? Yeah, absolutely. And I have to catch myself about it too. Mm-hmm. There are moments where I'm just kind of like. Mm, don't show that and I'll like look back and be like why like why did you not mm-hmm. right like what was really at risk right like there are moments where like safety is an issue <laughs> so like you don't but like there are also moments like why wouldn't you if you felt that why didn't you show that like what was really at risk outside of like your idea mm-hmm. of the perception of your performance you're doing a performance right like if you were sad why didn't you just share that mm-hmm. right you almost like, kind of have to unlearn what you were taught totally. or supposed supposed to totally. feel or act. Yep. And I like negotiate that a lot of times, like particularly with my dad, and it's been fascinating to see his responses to it because at times like I think it makes him question like like he like, oh what did I do wrong? Or something like that. I'm mean, like, no, you do nothing wrong actually. Like what we're doing wrong here is like not engaging and like the fullness of like what I'm sharing with you. And like I'll stop sometimes and be like, and with him I'm a little more rehearsed, so it's so it's easier. But I like I'll stop and be like, and like, you know, what do you have to say back to me? Like, what's like, and for him it's like, you know, I see that generation show up because like, he, you know, he's told me before. So this is when you're doing something that's not masculine in his eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And he'll be like, what's that about? I'm like, I have to explain it, and he'll be like, you know, critique himself. I go anything wrong. I'm like, you don't do anything wrong. This is who I am, and like also like. Yeah, like an example. I was just trying to picture what you. Do. Yeah, um, so like I know we're not. You see my rings, mm-hmm. right? Like. Where you know these like little gothy or whatever, like punkish rings. Whatever. You also paint your nails black. I also do paint my nails black, yeah, which he hasn't seen. He'll definitely freak out. Um, so I wish my nails were painted right now. But he actually, well, I actually have two stories about this. He definitely didn't like it and was like, that's really gay. Oh, okay. Right. And I was like, well, that's kind of two problems there. <laughs> yeah. One is homophobic, and two, um, it's not gay necessarily. And like, what would be wrong with that? If so, but I'm like, as a hetero man, I think, I think you need to like give space to like, don't shut down or reject things that I do. I need you to like welcome them and accept them. Like, I've done the things that were expected of me. I'm a good person. I graduated college. Like, I work actively to try to improve our communities. And you know who I am, of course. So, like, why would you 
try to critique me in ways you think are hurtful, which are actually not hurtful. They're hurtful to me because they implicitly like degrade people that I love. But furthermore, like they're like, you're trying, you're attempting to quote unquote emasculate me. Yeah. He's I'm boxing like, you in. Yeah, and I'm like, don't you think this, like, that's hurtful. So I was like, one, I had to mean that, that's hurtful. I don't know what I did wrong with all these crazy theories. And all I'm like, and I don't know, but let's move past like the theories and the college BS and academia, blah, 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 blah. And like, let's get back to what I said. That's hurtful. Mm-hmm. I'm your son. I'm telling you that's hurtful. Yeah. How you respond to that? Well, I ain't mean to hurt you. Like, right. So let's get to the core of it. So like, it's taken time though. Cause he yeah. used to just respond and yell. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all he knew. He would try to combat and like, my like stupid self like will just be like yelling back or like get upset right like yeah. defend myself right because right. you feel attacked of course and you feel like the person you love is not respecting you but more importantly like I was I wasn't yelling talking to my mom my sister I was talking to my dad mm-hmm. so my response was like bro you yelling at me I'm yelling back you know? <laughs> right, right. right like that man that scored bad masculinity right mm-hmm. like I felt threatened by another man attacking me so like my thought was like fight back mm-hmm. right like don't take my so it took time I had to really rehearse and like step back and have conversations like I'm having with you to be like, you're just as bad. You're reciprocating that energy. Mm-hmm. Like have the strength, the courage, and the patience to just name your emotion. Don't don't engage. All that is, is a distraction. Engaging with the root because if not, you're just perpetuating that. So I had to like stop and it took a lot of work, still takes work. Mm-hmm. So like that hurt how did you how, how like, that hurt me? Mm-hmm. I am your son. The picture, I'm your son. I'm telling you it hurt me. How do you respond to that? And he's gotten better with me, like. I didn't mean to hurt you. That wasn't my intentions. You always, you know how you are. I like how you change it to your dad voice. <laughs> That's voice. I kind of have like an idea of what your dad sounds like. You know how you are. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like, oh. Like, I kind of feel like there's a shift in this. Like, oh, because I mean, it was my dad. Like, I know everybody says he got the best impression of him. Because, like, that's his voice. But yeah, it's just that. Like, you know how you are. I'm like, so you gotta critique me still. Like, yeah, you know me. I'm into my emotions. Yeah. He's like, but you're peeling the onion. I'm trying, right? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, ignore that. And try to shame me. Ignore that. Move past that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how you are. I'm like, yep. You know how I am. He's like, but no, I'm, I'm proud of you. You know, you, you name it. You know, you doing you, I guess. And you know, somebody works for somebody. So, <laughs> so I'm like, all right. So we're getting off. somewhere. Yeah, like yeah. he's slowly like becoming accepting or understanding of course and then i find like there are moments like when he's sad like he'll call me mm, okay like i've noticed that shift like he never used That's to like yeah. show me but like he'll call me like he was sad about something recently like yeah you know he has, <laughs> he has diabetes uh, i should laugh about that it was you know inside joke and he was concerned had a bad report from the doctor he called me kind of sad about it i was like did you call mom he's like no i don't want to cry i don't want to call your mom like i'm just like oh so you feel like you can't you know show that like strength it's your wife You've built that safe, totally. safe space. Yeah, right? so I noticed that. And I was like, well, I'll be calling mom too. He's like, I'm going to call. I just want to, you know, I'm feeling a little more emotional. And I was like, it's okay. I was like, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. So I did notice that, like, somehow just built a rapport with him where he felt safe with me, even as a man, as a son, that, that even in that moment of, like, sadness for him, I guess the, you know, ray of sun there, mm-hmm. or the glimmer of hope there is that, like, he felt safe to talk to me, even as a man about that. Mm-hmm. So... I do think, yeah, seeing some progress for him. Um, and being intentional around, like, the kind of other men that I keep around me. Like, I am, I'm, I'm afraid to tell you, too, I'm very hard on my friends, the guy friends, about, like, we don't do that toxic masculinity. Like, we don't do that, like, hyper-masculine bull. Like, we us. Like, can I say the N-word over here? You can say whatever you want. So we niggas, but we can't. <laughs> so we, can't. we niggas, but also, like, I don't do that, like, homophobia, transphobia. Like, I don't, like, like we don't do that. It's like, my friends and I have regular conversations where we unpack, they'll critique the hell out of me. I'm like, I appreciate it. Thank you for calling me out. That's the best kind of friendship. Yeah. And I don't want men around me who aren't going to do that. Mm -hmm. I really don't. Like, if you, like, shut off, like, you my nigga, I love you, but, like, we can't be together regularly. But you would unpack it with them if they have, like, this, would you unpack it with them? Because we wouldn't unpack. That's what I'm saying. We wouldn't. And I have friends like that, proud Mm -hmm. them and, you know, try to nudge them as I did my dad. And, like, you can always kind of tell. Some niggas are just like... It's no shame, but like we've been conditioned in a lot of ways to like not engage in that, so they won't. They just don't. Yeah. I'm like, just, yeah, I'm gonna feel you, bro. But you know, kind of weird. <laughs> but maybe you're opening that dialogue in their mind, like, sure. oh, maybe I should question these yeah. thoughts. Like, yeah. maybe I should question these feelings or ideals. Absolutely. And the more the more everybody talks about it, even women, like, as I told you, women were key for my development. And the more women, I think, talk about it, I think, create space for it. Because sexuality, in a weird way, gets tied to it. Do you think women can perpetuate 
masculine hyper-masculine stereotypes absolutely i absolutely do <laughs> i do not think women are responsible for it i think that's a part of the patriarchy mm -hmm. and in many ways you've also benefited from it yeah so we have to acknowledge that right like mm -hmm. think about you know you work in corporate spaces and you worked in education as well and how many times have you seen a principal a ceo be lauded for being um, steadfast or unemotional right mm -hmm. like it's usually always a man, or even if it's a woman, it's like, oh, she's very she's very sensible, yeah. right? unemotional, detached, and like gets the job done, right? Mm -hmm. Which I always was fascinated by. I was like, so you're saying anybody who has the ability to be like empathic, anybody who has the ability to show is weak. Yeah, but we praise the unemotional, hyper. I don't know why. I don't know if logic. We, like, yeah, we do. Is the we way. do. We associate logic, right? It's like it's almost like the antithesis of emotional is like logical. I'm like. You can be both. <laughs> hey, yeah, you can be. We can like, yeah. yeah, walk and chew gum at the same time. Like it's absolutely possible. Mm -hmm. But we somehow like always like, oh, he's very bright, very logical. Usually he, mm -hmm. anyone and she, it's like she is even more stern and closed off and like by the book and logical. Um, and that's what we lied. And I definitely think, I definitely think a lot of women help perpetuate that. But. You're not responsible. Then what am I responsible? Because I mean, I have to check myself too. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, like be a man, but I'm like, what does that mean, being right. like a man? This right. is you should just step up, right. like, or do I mean like step up, or do I have these ideals that men need to act a certain way and do a certain sure. thing? Um, so I have to check myself too, yeah. and I like to think of myself as like someone who tries to be very perceptive and like understanding, but. I have to check myself all the time. Totally. I, I had a partner once, we were getting an argument, and she told me to, I forgot why she told me that, but she told me to be a man for some reason. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, no, nah, that's what we're not going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I remember her I was like, nah, that's whack. Like, that's trash. And she kind of looked at me, she's like, what? Because like, she was like, you know, pretty edgy or whatever, and like very like queer. Mm. So I was kind of shocked when she said it, but huh. I was like, that's whack. Yeah. But that's real whack. I'm I like, mean, being queer doesn't mean that you are you don't have these hyper-masculine ideals sure. in your head. But like for someone who's also like, they play with their gender performance a lot. And like also like had a lot of friends who like very much, like her art was a lot about it. I was like, how dare you? Yeah. But it isn't like, it wasn't saying that she was better than, or like expect, it was more like, I knew, I was like, oh, you know better. Mm, okay. Right. So like, I'm gonna call that out. And frankly, she actually did apologize days later. People like, you know. <laughs> You know, couples are people ain't apologizing in the moment days later. You gotta, like, so, you know, there's pride. There's pride. Like, oh, yeah. first, and then you gotta let I don't that care what performance you yeah. do, we all got pride. Like, <laughs> so she wasn't having that. But have you ever? I'm curious. You ever, you know, told a, a partner or somebody like be a man or like act like a man? Uh, I don't think I've ever said something like that. But I've definitely like in conversations with my girlfriends, I'd be like, he's being a little bitch. Like, you know, like, and, you know and like I'm not, and it's just what's the word like there's tendencies and things that people do and mm -hmm. i will say like oh you're being a bit like you're yeah, being a little yeah. bitch right but i kind of think that like and i need to work on this too because mm -hmm. i feel like i'm associating it with like a certain type of woman or right. a certain type of girl right. and i'm like like putting that on this person that's a male or a woman or mm -hmm. whatever so I really need to work on that, but I do still do it. Like I still catch myself like always oh, being a bitch. <laughs> like you know, but I never, I have never said that. Wow, this is, sounds horrible. But I have never. No, said it's real. It's real. And it's real. I'm it's being real. very honest. I mean, because I feel like most, like I don't actually know how you identify. Do you identify straight? Yeah. Okay, so I feel like most women would probably say the same. Like they, so like I'm curious now. Push it back to you. Volley back. I like how do you navigate that, right? Because like there are many masculine men who still like have moments of vulnerability but like yeah but i mean i guess like i'm not associating with vulnerability it's more like them uh them being scared of something or like also oh, niggas can't niggas can't be fearful no it's not because i'm just kidding niggas <laughs> can't be scared i don't know what it is but like it's definitely i have never said that to somebody because i yeah, know yeah. that really and i know that word really hurts people like sure. if you call like people are really sensitive to being a bitch and i think sure. that that's also something that needs to be unpacked as well like right. why are you feeling some type of way about oh, of course it's offensive sure 
But it's super offensive when you say it to someone like a man and who was like a real, like real manly man, right. masculine, hyper masculine. Sure. If you told them they're being a bitch, like that, super offended. Super yeah. offended. And you know you're doing when you say that. You know you're trying yeah, and to get you cut, them. You know you're cutting deep. Yeah, and like yeah. to me, I'm like not someone who wants to say something I'll regret. Sure. And I feel like if I said that, I would regret it yeah. and then it would bring this whole like strain into a friendship or a relationship right, if right. I said that. Well, actually, no, I've called my guy friends. <laughs> but <laughs> Probably more in a playful sense. Yeah, yeah, like, more in a playful. Like, yeah. Stop being a bitch. Like, right. Stop being a little bitch. But like, okay, I don't even do that very often either. Yeah. But like, it's more of a playful and, you know, I should probably unpack that as well. But it's yeah. definitely something I'm like still constantly working on. Um, but I've never said it to a partner. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was curious. Yeah. I'm like... Somebody can call me a bitch now. I'm like, okay. Okay, here's the question. Have you... <laughs> so I've asked my guy friends this, okay. right? Because I'm super curious. Have you ever faked it in sex? Oh, yeah. Oh, see? I knew this was a real thing. <laughs> so oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All... <laughs> like, absolutely. I saw it too. Niggas told you they didn't? Yeah. Oh, no, no, I don't. If you've been in a long-term relationship, and I don't, like, I don't know why this isn't talked about, but like, women have a very high sex drive. Like, more like, and I just don't know why that's talked to me. Like, well, we know why. It's a whole, again, whole other conversation. But like, women have a like, very high sex drive, and sometimes, like, we have to remain our purity. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Don't be deflowered. But, like, don't that ass. Like, women have a lot, like, and niggas be tired. And, like, I've definitely had to just, like, let's get it up and get it in just so we can get, like, get going. But do you, like, verbalize that, or do you fake it till you, like, you fake the whole thing? Like, because, uh, like, I mean, that might hurt me, though. Some <laughs> guy was like, like, if uh, we just had sex, and then, uh, like, he was like, yeah, fake that shit. I'm like, oh. Well, one time, again, it's like, it's harder for us to fake it, right? Because we have a, you know, whole process mm -hmm. to get it right. Tomorrow. A woman can fake it more, like, discreetly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I've gotten away with it a couple times, mostly because it was, like, she finished quick. But, like, I one time I actually got caught. I felt hella bad. It was a girl oh. sitting for a long time. And she was like, are you, like, distracted? I was like, I actually don't want to do this. Oh. And she, I, I had to, like, really, like, that was, like, a rift where she was, like, are you not? And so I was, like, no, 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 it's not you. Like, for real, like, dead ass, like, this is not you. I, like, swear to God, I was just tired. Which is, like, again, it prompted an interesting point. She was, like, kind of guy is fucking tired. I'm, like, me? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like women also, like, feel like that. Like, there's yeah. just, like, days where I'm just, like, not in a, like, sexual, like, mood. Like, right. it's just not going to. But right. you do it because you want to please your partner. Of course. And, but like, I just like, there's, I mean, what, I feel like I have those moments where I'm like, you know, I'm just not really in that like, yeah. Yeah. Like, space yeah. right now. It doesn't mean I don't love you. We're like, want to have sex with you most times. Yeah. Like, I still want you attractive. Right yeah. I still like just, care about you. Yeah. But like, niggas can't say that. <laughs> like, yeah. But like, I definitely like did not and tried to. And I guess I was like, not nah, doing a good job. Like, was not giving that Academy Award performance. And so, you know, um, she was like, definitely challenging. was like, Mm -hmm. So, just throwing up. So I was like, it's just one time. Yeah. Like, I'm a fucking human being. I get tired. We just watched this episode of fucking, what was it called? It was, I remember, we just Orange is the New Black. Mm -hmm. And like, um, homegirl just died. She got like killed. I'm not in the mood to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, homegirl just like died. Like, and like the year of police brutality, like, we just saw it was like, I'm not in the mood to have sex. Yeah. And you're on, like, and now you want me to stroke you right now. I'm like, I'm sorry. I apologize that like I can't come from that. I can't do that yet. So. So this is a real <laughs> thing because I'm like, it's a thing, yo. Do like men fake it? And I've heard people say like they're they were like I have never faked it, but I've been like in situations where I I haven't performed the best I could because I was drunk. You know. Yeah, like, yeah, that happens too. And I'll be like, that sounds like I'm about to fake. I'm just kind of like I ain't feeling it, y'all. I'm just uh. I'm gonna head out. <laughs> Which like that can be hurtful, but it's like it's also honest. Like but if like for like for reciprocity's sake, that's why I don't get offended with like just like not in the mood or like just not feeling it. Like mm -hmm. something personal, like people are complicated and like sometimes sometimes sex is mad simple. Sometimes like it's complicated, it just all depends. Right. Like let's just I feel like a part of like I think, yeah, you know, I'm interested to hear your take, but I think a part of like building gender equity and like People being comfortable with who they are is like being inclusive of like all your experiences and all your emotions that you show. And like that means that like someone's like incredibly sexual all the time, cool. If that means you're incredibly sexual all the time, but like today you just don't feel like having sex, 
who like are allowed to be who you, you are. You just have to communicate just and communicate know that. how to navigate each and other. And be transparent about yeah. that. Yeah. So. But then there's, I feel like you can be overly like way too transparent sometimes where it's like, okay, this is unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm learning how to come back from that actually. That's my teacher was like, <laughs> I don't you know can over communicate. I was like, well, I just wanted you to know. They're like, but I need to know that. I was like, all right, my bad. Like, I just want you to be, you know, caught off guard, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if I would like want someone to just like come up to me and be like, I don't want to fuck today. (laughs) You know, I wanted to fuck, like, right? Well, you know, I wouldn't want that, but but, like, it's also like it's a thing, right? Like, sometimes, like, you get in the mood and then you start, like, you know, then you actually, like, I started before, I'm like, I'm mad tired, and then things happen and I'm not tired no more, and now. 45 minutes later, being very generous with myself, we're, you know, we still. (laughs) <laughs> do you Alan do you <laughs> like no, like mm, seven minutes later <laughs> like what's it called in Spongebob it was like two minutes, two minutes later, later. <laughs> it's probably more accurate <laughs> 45 minutes alright <laughs> like okay man, like chill <laughs> you know another podcast wanna do a lot alright <laughs> Okay, another thing. We always talk about women's body image and like how we're portrayed and seen uh, media, how we're supposed to look. Yeah. You know, uh, what's it called? Getting implants and making ourselves look a certain way. Sure. But do you think this is also something that men go through as well? I mean, I think so. That's something I have to check myself on. Like, I think I'm actually late to that party because I just never, I guess like in small ways, but because like, Media isn't fat, right? Like, there aren't like tons of beauty products for men. Like, we're just now coming coming to the stage, at least for like straight men, yeah. And or at least like people, you know, people's performance is more masculine. Like, there isn't like as much of an industry dedicated to like, and also like straight women kind of like like they're like I like my man kind of raggedy, you know, like so like there isn't as much I think for. I don't know, also, like, I was growing up skinny, like, it's, like, probably the biggest I've ever been, I'm still, like, for the most part, like, not pussy. So, I think that that's something I had to grow into and be, like, no, men have body image issues, too. Mm-hmm. Like, but that wasn't something I was, to be honest, like, that knowledgeable of and aware of, but talking with, like, other folks and reading stuff, like, that's something, like, men really do with. And I think, like, that needs to be talked about as well, but also think it needs to be nuanced and honest that, like... I was reading like the statistics of uh, eating disorders, mm-hmm. and amongst men, it's increased throughout the years. Oh, it's like it? steadily increasing. So wow. I'm just thinking about what that means because it's you know how when you look at uh, music videos or performers or actors, they're always very chiseled, pecs, sure. six packs, sure. um, muscle, <clears throat> and like. Because women, we look at stuff on TV, we look at magazines, we look at, I mean, magazines kind of irrelevant now, sure. but like we look at Instagram posts, we look at what's on TV, and we get what we think women should look like. Sure. I wonder if like men get that, or if you experience that personally. Yeah, like yes and no. I mean, everybody like, I guess here's why like I struggle with it, because I know that like there is still access for men to like be perceived as like powerful, even if they don't have ideal bodies, mm-hmm. right? Like Mark Zuckerberg is out here probably with dad bod, right? Or like Leonardo DiCaprio has dad bod, <laughs> like he's doing just fine, right? Yeah, like, right. Who's Rihanna? He's good. Like and so, like there are many men who like have been like just fine, mm-hmm. still very wealthy, very happy, very successful right. without him. Like that is not the same case for women, unfortunately. Like so, that one I really struggle with. I'm like, where's the real disparity here? Like I'm sure you're experiencing oppression, but like. Is there really, like, you can still access. So I think, like, that's a more nuanced conversation because I think, at least for me, like, I'd like, yeah, I'd love you to check me. Like, I think, like, those pe- like those men are definitely experiencing bodily issues. Like, that's a problem, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if they're especially, like, eating orders are increasing, like you're saying, like, that's a problem. But is it an oppression? Are they, like, are they lacking access to, like, jobs and opportunities, right? Because, like, they're kind of like, I mean, he's not I really attractive. Do, I kind of do think people who are bigger or overweight or just bigger builds mm-hmm. have a hard time getting the same opportunities as somebody who's slimmer. Really? Hmm. I'm, I just not like, like especially in the workforce, but just the way per- people perceive, perceive you. Yeah. But I feel like there are plenty of powerful men we know who are kind of like overweight hmm. or wealthy men who are overweight and like they're still doing just fine. We're like, I don't really know many, like the, the richest woman I know, like lost all her weight, like Oprah lost weight, 
mm-hmm. right? And she was kind of like a, a beacon for like women and body positivity and blah blah blah. And like, probably lost all her weight, right? Like, because women aren't perceived as like desirable at all. Like, no matter how wealthy or smart you are, if your body isn't, or if you're not like perceived as quote unquote pretty. Yeah. Right. right. Like. You gotta at least have a figure, or you can't. You gotta be... at least have a banging body if you toe up in the face, right? Like. Damn, toe up. <laughs> like, bro, that's like what's so like it's about like taking, It's about like taking care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, people, somebody considers kind of whooped in the face, but they still like famous. Like, I don't know. I was gonna say carrot top, but didn't he get buff? Who? Carrot top. Who's that? He's like. A personality, I don't know what to say. I want to say he's a comedian, but I don't know. Oh, like a, like someone who's not attractive in the face, but yeah. their body. Okay, like there, I feel like there's a lot there's of a lot. people like that. But particularly women. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. What, what, what do you know like that? Who, like, that are not that very are not pretty, attractive. Not They're attractive, like but they have like nice bodies. Or like, just like famous in general. and like. Because I think there are women out there who, like, I think body shape is really important. Yeah. Um, what Not really important, but it's perceived as something that a woman needs to encompass and sure. needs to have. But I, I mean, I'm not sure if... Oh, yeah. Leave us a like Wendy Williams, for instance, right? She's not even, like, ugly per se, right? Because she, like, has, like, kind of, like, a big bosom and, like, very small legs. Like, people, like, trash her body all the time. Yeah. Like, all the time. Like, think about Khloe Kardashian, right? People kind of, like, she kind of, like, butterface, right? Like she got her body together. However, she did that in her business, but she got her body together. People are still so mean to her about like the fact that like she was kind of kind of ugly, and she is. And, like she like went and quote unquote bought her body. Like people are so hard on women in the ways that like I just don't see people like. I kind of feel like it's women who do that though. Like I feel like it's women who attack Wendy yeah. Williams. Well, I mean, I think men attack Wendy Williams for different reasons because <laughs> yeah. she's like a hypocrite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like women are harsh critics when it comes yeah. to other women. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe us women are also harsh critics. Like some of us are really harsh critics on men, like the way men look too. But mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I don't think they are. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But I think it's like, but there's definitely a, re- there's something that's creating these, yeah. these, um, like eating disorders or making men feel like totally. guys yeah. making them feel like they have to look a certain way. Yeah, I mean, they I'm said sure. Drake got like fake pecs or something. Do you really? That's what they said. They were like, oh, he airbrushed his. Drake would do some shit like that. <laughs> I make some. I may make sense for Drake. He would do some shit. Like that. Look at that hyper masculinity. No, I'm not even saying because I'm not because of Drake. You're like, what's funny? People always make fun of me. Like, oh, he's so I'm like, I always like like I like so far gone. I was like, my shit. Mm-hmm. Like, what's mad because Drake was soft? Was mad I was like. He just puts on the facade. That's mostly what it is. It's the facade that bugs me, not the, it's like the soft, like, you know, nigga being vulnerable. I'm like, that's why everybody likes him. Yeah, like, right. A lot of people don't want to admit that, but like, that's why most of us like him. I remember in college, everyone was like, oh, Drake is so soft. Right. Like, but we're out and you know every Fucking word of that song. <laughs> every word. Every word. I'm like, so how do you know this? But you're right. like, oh, Drake is super soft. Drake right. is. Um, drinks weed, blah blah. blah. Right, right. Oh, you know all words. Though. Okay. <laughs> Man, up two a.m. off the handy crying, crying about your ex. You know these lyrics. Don't front. Don't front. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Everybody knows it. Ooh. Okay. Relationship gender roles. Ooh. Do you think they have like relationship gender roles back then? It was a lot about men bring home the bread, women are the caretakers. All right. Um. And there's like men call the shots in the house and right. women make sure that the children and their husband are good to go in their everyday like routine. Sure. Do you think ha- that has changed and <clears throat> how has that changed? Like yes and no. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I definitely think it's changed. I think like, at least in my experience, straight women are definitely more open to like, you know, how a dude presents himself, like what his interests are, Particularly in the little like bubble we live in, everybody's like, "Oh, you know, I'm an artist." And like, <laughs> and, you know, Oakland's kind of weird. It's like a really different kind of, I think, like little niche idiosyncratic bubble. But yeah, I think it's definitely changed. I'm like, one of my like mentors and good friends, like he for a minute he was writing a book, and he was like, he <laughs> he was proudly he'd always be like, "Yeah, I'm a stay at home dad." <laughs> he'd always laugh and smile, had his like little smile, I'm like chill, bro. Um, but he always had to like little smug stay like, at home dad was he really? Came, well, that's what his Wikipedia page says. Oh, dear. He says, went to school, for, went to college for two years, then became a stay at home dad until his rap career. <laughs> <laughs> and I was dying laughing. 
Yeah, that thing at the end. But see, we'll see. Blueface is doing the same thing. See, there's a lot of stand-up. Aggressive man. <laughs> okay, I, I take that back. Blueface the feminist, yo. <laughs> I don't know how true this is. I'm not stamping that blue maybe, face. Hey, a progressive maybe he feminist. was. Blue, blue face out here saving rap. So, no. uh, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I do think it's grown. I think we see a lot of men who are like, you know, there are some stay-at-home dads out there. Mm-hmm. There's some dads who like who cook. Like she, like honestly, like I thought about it. Like my mom actually was the one for. I <laughs> hope my parents know this podcast. So for the longest, my dad actually didn't work. Mm-hmm. And so he would like we would get home and he would like y'all do your homework. I'm like oh my god, like, can he go? He would go somewhere. <laughs> and so like and then like for a minute like we was like broke broke and so like he would cook. Um, he'd always cook these like real like struggle meals and stuff like that like green beans, corn, chicken for like five days straight. I'm yeah. Like, oh my god, I hate this. Like because we didn't even have much right, but like he was the one doing the cooking. He would make us clean, mm-hmm. but <laughs> we have a schedule. And then my mom would come home like six or seven. Um, she was like. I think she had just become a counselor at the time. She was like teaching and being a counselor and now she's a principal. Um, and so she was the one like out getting the bread, making the money, and my dad was kinda like at home, like Make sure figuring out, make sure yeah, stable, yeah. And so kind of like grew up with that kind of like they never it was weird, they never talked about it though. Right. Yeah. right, they, right so you had examples in your life where men were not like the breadwinners. Totally. And like it's funny, like since they never talked about it, never was like, you know, like my nigga nod that would never be like, you know, I will stay at home, Dad. He would never. <laughs> no way in hell. But like I feel like there are a lot of examples of that. Like men who are like, you know, even if they, they do go to work, they come home like they'll cook. Yeah. You know, and like if we I feel like you talked about this, but the most bizarre one to me is like men take out the trash and women do the dishes. I never understood that one. Like why? Like doing the dishes is harder. <laughs> like, I don't understand. like I was always happy to be like, all I have to do is take out the trash, cool. I'm like, I have to just walk ten feet out the door and put it in the bin. Like my sister's oh, about to be sitting there like for forty five minutes. Yeah. Maybe it's like dangerous. Or because it's like dirty oh, and maybe, it's yeah. carrying heavy things. I don't know. So I'm like oh. the one thing again, talking about gender norms, I had to do was cut the grass. That one I always be like, yo, fuck this gender. This <laughs> just like this masculine expectation. So I'm like, my I was not <laughs> like, she can't split this with yo. <laughs> I'll do half the dishes. Can she do that side of the lawn? Yeah. This yeah. ain't fun, yo. But yeah, that washing the dishes will always do me for a loop. But yeah. going back to your original point, I do think um, I, th- I think it's I think it's evolving. I think there's less expectation of like a man is less of a man if he doesn't like work nine to five or whatever. Like think how many dads like I know you probably know too like work from home a lot because they have kids. Like I had an old boss, he went on paternity leave, and I remember one dude was like, "Man, going maternity leave now?" He was like, "Yes, this man." Like, I think like, they should. You want to yeah. connect with your baby, but yes, that's like the more progressive us now. Right. Doing All right. That. What, do you think it's evolving? What's that? You, I was gonna say, do you do you think it's evolving? Like, I think it's evolving, and people are trying to like catch up or understand it. Yeah. And it's still, and I think we're still holding on to old values, though. Sure. And it's something that I think our next, like, not our generation. I don't even think our generation is gonna like nail it because yeah. I think we we're still holding on to these values. Mm-hmm. Um, because I see it a lot in our generation, like mm-hmm. people are still marrying for stability, still looking for men are still looking for housewives men sure. are like still looking for these ideals that they think that they need in a woman right. and girls are women still are looking for ideals that they should look for in a man sure. that they've been told all their lives right. or what they see um but i think we're still working on it and we're yeah. still trying to like dissect that and integrate it in our lives but not contradict ourselves yeah um but i think like me growing up my parents didn't treat me like differently than my brothers but yeah, my brothers are older, so automatically they're supposed to protect me, as sure. any older sibling should protect their younger sibling. Right. But like, they were never like. Mm, I would say that my brothers would say like, "Oh, you need to be a lady and do these things." Uh, but I never felt like it was anything that they wouldn't do themselves. You know, like it was very much like present yourself in a way that you want to be seen. Sure. And they also did that themselves. Yeah. So I never felt like, oh, you know, it's because I'm a girl, I have to present myself, but you can be sloppy and a mess because you're a guy. Right. It was right. like, you, it was more like, you need to present yourself the way you want to be seen. Sure. So yeah. I never got that. Sure. And so I really appreciated that. My mom was never, she was just like, you know, 
like her ideas of a woman were just very what everybody should have. Like you need to be clean, pick up after yourself, don't let yeah. other people pick up after you, yeah. don't have other people clean up your messes. Um, just general expectations for right, you. Yeah, be yeah. kind. Be yeah. like, what would be sad is if she told that to you and told your brother, like, no, we're out of the laundry. Like, that would be messed up. Right, right yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. But my mom was always like, you, but she was very much like you. She's very, like, high anxiety. So she's yeah. very, like, be safe. You are a girl. Like, yeah. be safe out there. Um, don't, you know, show yourself in a certain way. Yeah. That's going to get you in, like, higher risk of. Sure. Um, trouble. My mom's also very like fob. She's like she's just very uh, traditional yeah, yeah, yeah. in a way where she's like, oh, she told me when I was younger, like, oh, I don't have guy friends. She's told me before, like, she doesn't have guy friends, uh. and I shouldn't have guy friends. Uh. But like me being me, I I have like tons <laughs> of guy friends. So, but you know, I can see. I was like, okay, I can see where you're coming from. But not me. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I was like, okay, mom, yeah, you're yeah. like, so I saw her as like traditional, I'm sure. not going to listen to that yeah, yeah. kind of thing, but I'm like, okay, I know you're coming from a, you know, a place where this is what you know, sure. so I didn't take those gender uh, roles very seriously, sure. and sure. I, I mean, I'm still checking myself every day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because in some ways, like, some of it just comes naturally, right? Some mm -hmm. of it is like, I enjoy that, and that's fine. And, I mean, let's be honest, a lot of our parents, I think particularly parents of color, the intention wasn't necessarily to be harmful. A lot of it was for protection. Mm -hmm. A lot of it was their concern for your safety. And so, like, some of these conversations, while they're hard, um, are preempted because they're just like, I'm not telling you this because, like, I think it's, like, right necessarily, mm -hmm. which I feel like they should have, well, I'm not critiquing them and saying they should have, but I feel like it's better if you, like, you kind of frame it that way. Like, I'm not saying this is right. Mm -hmm. I'm saying, like, for your safety, like this is how I'm teaching because I want you to be safe, yeah, right, and protected. Right. But this is messed up, right? That I have to say this to you, right? Yeah, it's yeah. messed up that She's I need like, to say to a girl, don't get drunk and like get plastered by yourself going out. Make sure you're like to tell you, like, no, I want you to stay slightly sober, so like I don't want you to be assaulted, right? Like, yeah, but yeah, it's a lot, it's, you know, it's hard. Like, parents of color, parents of different, different generation, they're mostly. They don't have time like with the fluff. They're just like, look, we can survive. <laughs> like, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like with our conversations about like gender roles, yeah. for my family personally, like seeing my brothers mm -hmm. really helps me kind of see that men don't, my, my brothers will take care of what they need to take care of. They do what needs to be done, but they're not like out there being super macho, being yeah, hyper masculine. Yeah, yeah. And I think they do have hyper masculine things that, characteristics and ideals as well but mm -hmm. i never saw them go like women need to be the caretaker women are the ones right. who need to do everything right. they are they step up to the plate but they also know that their partners can step up to the plate mm -hmm. and take ownership and do what needs to be done right. um so i guess i was i've seen yeah. i've seen them exercise where they're and my brother's always saying like may you can do like your doing amazing yeah. you are you know like you're someone extraordinary and totally. telling me like all my progressive ideas and thoughts are like okay that's tight yeah, yeah. So. i mean i do think like we see like especially like for quote-unquote professional folks like it's common you see most people like partners who are like yeah like we both work right like we have a partner on everything and like that's normal mm -hmm. um i think like, that's kind of been like the most i've seen like that kind of gender equity but I'd be curious moving forward if those same couples would like, you know, the dad would on leave or like the dad was on like stay at home dad, like how, how that would be perceived. I feel like that's like a barrier we still quite haven't got to. At least it's like, again, I frame all this is like from the kind of like cis hetero experience. I think queer couples are like light years ahead of the rest of us, mostly because they have, like, like, they have to be. so much. Totally. Whereas, but also like they've had to like, not just the opportunity, but like genuinely had to like reframe themselves and like, rethink their entire being and like how they perceive like themselves like what family is what like a relationship is mm -hmm. and like doing that and communicating all of that intentionally like it's something like we've kind of had the system we kind of fold into or like a default exactly mm -hmm. as like the, the, the quote-unquote normative right mm -hmm. we're like where folks like have had to rebrand like rethink and uh, completely uh revolutionize themselves like for their sake and like part of it was survival and now part of it's become like a really progressive way of like reimagining who you want to be for yourself and that to me is incredibly powerful i think mm -hmm. we have so much to learn uh, yeah i totally agree because 
Like I even catch myself like by default, like of course, like I'm a straight person, like mm -hmm. by default, like these things are supposed to happen. But then yeah. I'm like, what if you or your partner don't want these things? Mm -hmm. Whereas I feel like non-traditional couples, um, they really have to define what works for them, what doesn't, what role they want to play, what parts they want to take care of, what mm -hmm. parts that they want to give yep. for the other partner to do. Yep. So they have so much conversation where they really have this like great foundation of understanding. Yeah. Whereas I think that sometimes hetero couples have to like, they have this default. They're like, oh, we don't need to talk about this. Yeah, like, we just expect to... it. And you get to this road where you're like, oh, I kind of didn't want to do that. I was kind of yeah. thinking this. A force. Like they, right. sometimes they go down the line like, well, I was, I was forced to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, what do you do with that? Is there a space to negotiate? Is there a space to be like, if you're really like in partnership, you're like, okay, you know, all right, babe, all that. That's what you want to do. I support that, yeah. right? Like, it's almost as like we like don't give ourselves space in this gender performance, like this rigid gender performance, to like allow ourselves complexity, allow ourselves to grow and expand beyond the normative, um, and that's a disservice. Again, going back to that point, it's a disservice to our entire experience. Now, would you would you date somebody that makes more than you? Fuck yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I have. I'm trying to think. <laughs> Well, I mean, in a like a real cheesy way. I was like, my last year of college, and my girl at the time was like, she was doing, she was actually doing TFA, and so like technically she was making money, and like I was like still like a little college boy. We joked, she'd be like, I'll fly you out. <laughs> like, it's like first of all, you make teacher salary. <laughs> like, no, you won't. She really can't fly. I'm like, you really, and in Vegas, so like you really can't fly me out. So like, get out of here. You guys will be eating cream of corn <laughs> during your flight out there. <laughs> Rotisserie chicken. And we had struggle meals. I go out there too, like so. Dollar menu. We can do in and out tomorrow night, yeah. but <laughs> struggles. But I think I would definitely date a woman who made more than me. That means, again, my mom like made money when my dad was making. Yeah. Anything. So you've had the. So I've had some like yeah. without them knowing was progressive. I've had some frames like it wouldn't bother. They were me beyond at all. their years. They're low key. They don't give themselves credit, and they're mad traditional. <laughs> and like the way they communicate, the way they operate, and yeah. like you know, they will. Right, you even said that he probably wouldn't even want to claim himself as a work, uh, I, like stay at home dad. Oh my god, no! If I told my mom that, she would just use it to make fun of him. Um, <laughs> she for sure. Um, so yeah, I dude, that definitely wouldn't bother me at all. Would you date a guy who made less than you? Um, I feel like as long as it didn't bug like either one of us, yeah. I guess. It's something that I would have to, like we would have to navigate as well because okay. I feel like what does that mean for um, our relationship and like how are we gonna like move and like build together? Yeah. Like, because if we can't build and a future together with, if they were making significantly less, I think that would be a problem for us because I think we need to sustain ourselves. So what you're saying is you ain't dating no broke boy. <laughs> What you saying is, what if you really loved him? What if he was like, I really love everything about him. He's mad cool. I feel like we like actually have well, a good thing. Well, I really thing. like people who are really driven. And what if I he's driven? Like, but if he's driven, I think that's that's different though. I think that's different. <laughs> you're, you're looking at me crazy. But I'm like, if he's really, like, I know you're like, I'm not dating a broke boy. <laughs> well, like, I'm just saying, like, if he was, if he was making like significantly less, like, what is it, like minimum wage? Yeah, like, yeah. I just don't think that that would be something that it's going to be really hard for us sure. to be able to build. If I saw something like, you know, us building as a family, I sure. need him to be as driven as me. And as, if right now he's not making as much, that's fine. And even if later on, I'm still making more than, but I need him to be someone so who's broke. progressively working on more. And so you say it is, if you was Issa and insecure, you wouldn't date with Lawrence. You wouldn't have been with Lawrence for five years. I wouldn't have, been, I wouldn't have dated Lawrence for five years. <laughs> Give him two years tops or six months because I feel like Lawrence in Insecure he kind of like lost his motivation oh, well. and got really yeah, comfortable, comfortable. And, and you know I wouldn't find that attractive <laughs> and I feel like Issa was kind of fed up and that's why she cheated so, yeah. like and I mean it doesn't make it uh, right we just excuse the cheating <laughs> I'm like it doesn't make it right uh, but I can uh, see why be like <laughs> she was just like she kind of was like she was fed up yeah, yeah, she yeah. felt like she was stuck well she like sounded like a lot like you she just like felt less attracted to him, probably like loved him, but like yeah. it was hard to like see someone who wasn't growing. Like mm -hmm. everybody wants to be with someone who's growing, regardless yeah. if it's like driven in a like a socioeconomic sense, a professional sense. Like who wants to be with somebody who like, my boo's mad lazy. Like nope, nobody wants to And it's like my personal preference, like yeah. because I'm someone who's very focused on like always progressing myself and sure. always like challenging myself 
and wanting to do more and learning about investments and like sure. how to make the like build for my children. Like yeah. I really want to make sure my family and my children are going to be good. And like if that person doesn't have that same ideal as me, I think it's hard for us to be in a long-term relationship. Yeah. But what if, so I'm curious though, because what if they were like, because there are a lot of people who make money that don't think they're ambitious. Oh yeah, well I wouldn't be attracted to them either. But what I'm saying though, like they might have a good job and they might be getting promoted, Mm -hmm. but like what if they weren't driven? You know, you could tell they were like, yeah, you get promoted, Mm -hmm. but like, we know know a lot of people like that too, who like, you get promoted because like, you drink the Kool-Aid, you speak the lingo, Mm -hmm. this is your world, but like, you mailing it in every day. I mean, I wouldn't mind if someone was happy with yeah, where they like are. like, you're making money. Like, every year you get a promotion. But, like, but you're not, you're not passionate about what you do. I don't see you growing. Yeah. It's like, there's a difference, right? Because I feel right, like there's yeah. some people out there who, like, they're growing. It's not reflective yet, but you can see it. Mm-hmm. And some people, like, they're elevated in the right yeah. position. They have the right background, you know, to, like, like you know, to ascend in the company. Mm-hmm. But they're not, they're not growing. Yeah. Like, what if you, what if you saw that? Mm, then I would hope that we can like unpack why like not that they need to like they need to continuously grow but it's like well what do you want maybe it's not in your career that you want to grow in but Mm -hmm. you know where else do you want to explore some more and learn more is it you know is it something art is it some creative is it a hobby is it you you really want to make these investments on these areas but you know, work is just, right. you just want to go to work and right. you want to do your job and you don't want to do more than that. And that's, that's like, that's fine too. Yeah. Because like sometimes maybe, what if I get to a spot where I'm like, I'm comfortable doing this as a job, but I also want to explore other things sure. and like progress myself in that way. Sure. Then that's, I mean, that's fine. So, so what if your boo's over here like, oh, I'm the director, no, VP of marketing, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, but I'm quitting because I want to be a rapper. Mm-hmm. I guess, I don't know if you, they should quit though. No one should quit their day job. Well, I keep hearing from you is I'm not dating no broke boy. I promise you. Just because I'm just reflecting on what I would do and maybe that's not what I should do I'm because I'm like, I wouldn't quit. I wouldn't quit and be like, I'm going to be an artist knowing damn well that I'm not the best artist in the world, but I like art. I like painting. I like, you know, drawing, being creative and doing these sure. things. But like, I'm not going to quit my job and be like, I'm going to sell my art. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think that's unrealistic. I need someone realistic and logical. That's the Taurus. Well, I was going to say, what I'm hearing from you I'm is a that Taurus. you're your Taurus. You need somebody who's steadfast and logical and stable. Yeah. And, and I, I'm not stability. Somebody who's about to hear all your, you know, stubborn opinions. Yeah, you know. Also stubborn. But also a Gemini moon. Bullheaded. Oh, she can't even get that crazy. Okay. Oh, whoa. Crazy is not part of the Gemini moon. I've read about it. It doesn't sound crazy as part of that. And don't come for Gemini moon. <laughs> <laughs> I was amusing you from some adventurous. <laughs> we just know how to navigate ourselves. That is true. You can definitely, you're a chameleon. You can be whoever you want to be in that moment. Thank you. There you go. Okay. Like, like someone said, a wise person said, uh, this was a documentary about Gemini's. So. Oh, whoa. I mean, that's a different perspective. Oh. <laughs> but it's but accurate, though. A Gemini that's not navigating themselves right because. I mean, she did for like her whole life until she escaped. Mm, she was very, you know. <laughs> okay, so that concludes our podcast. It was an hour and fourteen minutes. It was an hour. Yes. <laughs>